0: Oh yeah, shake body, check for a shake, shake. Oh yeah, move body, boy.
1: Make you ring a lamb. Oh yeah, shake body,
2: shake
0: boy, shake, big shake. Yay, welcome to season two, Sugar Gane Cinema. Now we're professional podcasters. Gotta do our radio voice.
2: That's your radio voice? Why am I making that face? I
0: don't know. <laughs> That was so unpleasant. That was a bad voice to listen I know mine was pretty bad, but mine was like a joke.
2: But that was real. I know. This is my radio voice. This is how I sound. <laughs> I know. I'm. Do I sound American?
0: Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have established that. Hello, and welcome to Sugarcane Cinema, a conversation about the best and worst that Nollywood has to offer. And we are absolutely using that intro <laughs> that we just did beforehand. <laughs> As you just keep dropping mad elbows on this counter.
2: What do you mean? Bumping,
0: bumping, bumping it. What's your name again? Dom David.
2: Oh hi, David. I'm Rosar, and welcome to season two of Sugar Can't See Anymore. Ah, ah, oh, ah. Oh. Perfect pitch. I know. Getting
0: those high notes. My
2: perfect bitch. Don't no put that in what? there. It's <laughs> Lent. I shouldn't be cursing. I told myself. It's I'm Lent. Not sure.
0: You're not even Catholic.
2: It doesn't matter. I said I would stop cursing for four days and forty nights.
0: What are you, some sort of young pope? Giving everything up <laughs> for Lent?
2: He's mean. <sighs>
0: We should all finish that series. Anyway, we're here to continue our saga with an African City Season 2. This time we watched Episodes 5 through 8. We're going to try to keep it under 9,000 hours like the other episode Yeah, we have
1: to
2: keep it short.
0: I'm also going to try to edit it correctly this time, not at 10 o'clock on Wednesday night before it goes up. No, actually that Thursday night, wasn't it?
2: Yes, David. Yes.
0: Don't act smug. I'm
2: not acting smug. I am simply smug.
0: Don't act smug. It makes you look fat.
2: I thank you. I need a little thickness in me. I'm what? not
0: white. Did you just hear that? You need a little <laughs> thickness in you. What are you trying to say, Wulzar?
2: That I could use some thick stuff. Not mine. I'm, I'm not gonna going to look
0: over your racial slur. I'm not white.
2: I, being fat is an insult to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I appreciate my adipose tissue. I am not white. <laughs>
2: I sound racist, but I'm not. I promise. I, I like just, all people. I, I sound, hate equally.
0: I don't know what you sound like anymore.
2: <laughs> I it hate the mess. equally. <laughs>
0: anyway, this, oh my god, this series is so good.
2: It is. This um this season is quite different from the first yeah. season. I think the first season was in inaugural, so we're trying to figure things out. Yeah. But this season is actually pretty deep. Yeah, and it 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 goes there. It goes it goes there. It takes you there. It leaves you breathless, speechless, and emotional. And I am very very happy that this mm-hmm. happened because I enjoyed watching this past four seasons. This four seasons, four, four episodes. episodes.
0: Yeah, no, it was uh, the first season felt very much kind of like because it had to be so introductory. Yeah. I feel like because this isn't something, at least to a Western audience, that we haven't really seen before. So I, I felt like. Uh,
2: So the first season probably felt like when everything is right, everything is being introduced. So, like for example, what is this? What is it feels like to to go back? Like what it feels like to go back and it was basically around what it feels like to go back and experience these things individually. Yeah,
0: and I feel like uh, I feel like Nicole Martefio had so much. She had such a high bar to clear Mm -hmm. in terms of. I'm trying to do this. A Western audience is going to see this, but also an African audience is going to see yeah. this. And there are certain things that haven't been shown. That there are certain things that aren't shown, and I'm going to show them. I'm going to try to tell a real story of what it's like to live here. Yeah. With, like be- real people and real characters.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. That's why we introduced... Like, to me, to reintroduce these things to people that who yeah. off the continent, probably huh. forgot. So.
0: Yeah, because that, that, that was a real big thing in season one was oh, I've never seen an African show or an African movie that really tackled the subject matter that this does. And Mm -hmm. I feel like season two is so much more comfortable in that that all of a sudden in season two they're allowed to be characters. Yeah. It's less like, oh, this is the episode we're going to talk about corruption and more just like, oh, this character experiences this, but another character just does something that's just funny.
2: Yeah, you're right. I think season two, the characters evolved. You you got You. It showed layers and layers of Mm -hmm. of them. And also, they were allowed to just be. So, the first character um, that we are going to talk about is Sade. Yeah,
0: let's check in with Sade. Let's
2: check in with Nana Mensah, whom I absolutely Mm -hmm. love. The Mm quote-unquote Carrie. Not Carrie. Carrie.
0: Samantha. Samantha.
2: Okay. <laughs> you know. It the, shows the, how much I watched.
0: <laughs> the quote-unquote Carol. <laughs> the the quote-unquote Gertrude. I don't know who what their names were.
2: Yeah. So I would the quote say, The quote-unquote Kevin. Are you She's such a Kevin. Are, are you done? Are you done being you?
0: Yeah. Um. And when we talk about characters <laughs> being allowed to really bloom,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you mentioned last episode that you were afraid that Sade was going to get typecast. It's just the character who always wants to talk about sex. And Yeah. And something happens very early in this episode that really broadens her out as a person.
2: Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, so she ran into Kofi? What's his yes. name? Yeah, Kofi. Kofi's married Boo. Yeah, Kofi was married Boo from season one, yep. who she used to see and whose wife sprays their sheets with um, lavender. And who mm-hmm. prays right after they have sex, which I don't understand. Yes. Um, he, but- <laughs>
0: he's a very godly adulterer. <laughs>
2: He has, a, he has redeeming qualities, right? He prays after sex. <laughs> I guess.
0: <laughs> you almost got me there. I'm like, this man isn't that redeemable at all.
2: He's not. No. So we I'm um, open to Sade and Sade went to Kofi. And Kofi um, was with his family, his mm-hmm. wife and two kids. And she discovered that Kofi's wife is pregnant with a third child, who is a son. Yeah. We happen to find out a son.
0: Yeah. And I think Sade was really in a position where she kind of sort of saw a future with this married guy, I think. Even yeah. though he had kids. And it's hard to tell. Like, maybe she was just kind of fooling herself. Like, that th- that was the great characterization, is that we don't know exactly how she came to arrive at this idea. But when she sees his wife, when she accidentally runs into him, yeah. and uh, she sees that she's pregnant again, she gets real cut up about it. Yeah. Like, it really tears her up. And she begins to feel like she's missing out on this really essential part of life or, like, life has just passed her by because she's just been chasing sugar daddies and really doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really disturbing. It was It was really great to see this character, which had mostly just been played up her sexuality for, like... I mean, it had a really central point in just we're going to talk about sex and we're going to talk about it very frankly. Yeah. But to see her suddenly become a person with, like, real feelings, feelings and yeah. ideas...
2: No, you're right. They, in this episode... They, they dug deep to Chardé because yeah. I was actually confused at her reaction to the fact that he had a wife with kids. Yeah. Because to me, she's so smart and so um always on point and knows who she is that she allowed herself to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and it was, I think the most is she like allowed herself to get her heart broken. Yeah. Like like that, that was kind of the amazing part.
2: But like, why?
0: I don't know. Like, and that—that's that, that, what made it so interesting is that her guard was so up, and then all of a sudden she got hurt. Yeah. It was like, oh, Sade. I'm and, so sorry.
2: And she, and Nana, and Nana is such a great actress yeah. that I felt for her. Yeah. There's a scene. Remember the remember the scene yeah. when he came over
0: and she asked him to give her a baby.
2: Yeah, and she then he denied her. She was so she,
0: vulnerable in that I've never that seen
2: her so naked. Yeah. And I've seen her naked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was like, that was a really moving scene. This, uh, th- these next four episodes that, that we watched had a lot of really effective scenes in them.
2: They've been, they is, been tapped into feminism um in one of these episodes
0: yeah. which is really great. Yeah, it was the, the isms episode where oh, yeah. everybody got on their isms and this was where this is where you can tell Nicole was having a lot of fun. She was so much more comfortable in this season. I feel yeah, like, yeah, she was just because she was able to, like, she wove a lot of isms in this episode. I, if this was the first season of the episode, it would have been like about feminism, and, and that's kind of it. But since all these characters are very established mm-hmm. in their in kind of their lanes right now, as yeah. the season goes along, uh, this just the, the the structure of the season, they're kind of allowed to have their own things because. Like like we'll we'll talk about McKenna later, but they deal with colonialism. Yeah.
2: And,
0: yeah. Yeah, and the fem feminism and and just lots like, of other-isms. like
2: yeah, tr- trying to find your past and your ancestry. Yeah. No, you're right. And um, I like I I'm, I'm a big feminist, and so is David. And but I like what Charlie said because we mm-hmm. know the other girls. You know, we know Ngozi is a conservative, so you know her yeah. feminism is a little. It's a little more traditional. Even if she's a feminist, I think yep. she is, but she's more of a traditional feminist. Like, she believes that you know, she wants a husband. She, but she doesn't want to cook for her husband. Why should yep. I cook? You know what I mean, so she has like yeah. certain parts of it. And she was like, "I'm gray. Like, yes, I'm, I'm an independent woman who can do things on her own, buy her own things. But I'm also a capitalist who believe in, um, in <laughs> who believe in using the market for, the, for my benefit, which yeah. I love because it's a very honest answer. Yeah. And I just really applaud that. And I that. Nicole was able to to write that into that character mm-hmm. and yeah. express that so well. Like okay, because there's so many women out there who want to think, who wants to be taken care of by men, right? Yeah. And I feel like me as one of the people looked down on. I'm like, wait, you you you're stepping us back ten years. We're trying to be independent and be our own people, on yeah. persons, but then you want to get to care of you, but she explained it well.
0: Yeah. And you're reading Roxane Gay's Bad Feminist oh, right now. Yes. Which very much tackles that very same yeah. idea of, yeah. of identifying what your feminism actually means to you mm-hmm. and what that entails. Exactly. Because, yeah, because even like, like, like McKenna had some pretty uh, traditional like, gender roles as well mm-hmm. and very traditional attitudes towards sex even, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll talk about in her in her segment, but yeah, just try to come out and be like, no, mine's gray. It's not black and white. It's gray. <laughs> I never
2: think everything should just be black and white. I guess never, never everything should not be black and white. There are some parts yep. that it has to be a little, a little <laughs>
0: fuzzy. Some things are relative. But yeah, so she can't really be around Kofi anymore so then she starts dating this really pre- pretentious uh, L- Londoner who just, he wants Ugh. this. Yeah, the salmon is not cooked. And she's like, uh, it's salmon. You can't really overcook it or else it ruins it. He's yeah. like, it's not cooked. I want to cook the way they do it in London.
2: And well, he was, so bougie. Excuse like,
0: me, Garcon. Garcon. <laughs> I want this cooked like they do in
1: London.
2: Like, well, sir, you are not in London. You are in Accra. Yeah. Um no, but it's funny because before that, before that, that scene happened, she was told that she was entitled.
1: Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, that was the entitled yeah. um The episode. entitlement episode.
2: And I loved it because yes, yeah, like you like and it's funny and that came up because in Roxane Gay's book, but the feminist, she brought up um Um Privileged. Mm-hmm. And how we are all we are all privileged in certain ways and we keep pointing fingers at those who are more privileged than us, but you pointing your finger have some privilege because you can you can do that as and you can point out their privilege. Yeah. This is a tangent. But no, I'm yeah. glad that because she didn't think she was entitled, but she is, like, they all are. All, yeah. They're all entitled because they've had this experience in, in the US and the UK, and they came back and they expect things, they expecting things they had back home, like back in the US and UK. So yeah. it would be the same or be similar and it's not cuz it's yeah. a cultural change.
0: Yeah, and, and that, that's something that uh, cousin Adama makes another
2: uh Adama. Uh,
0: <laughs> she makes another appearance and she calls them all out on she their does, bullshit. She, and
2: she does so so eloquently and like in the way in the shade though. Like she yeah. has to read them to filth and yeah. just
0: take it. Yeah, well, when they're trying to volunteer to clean out gutters and Shade <laughs> shows up and she's like cost like $600. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and cheerlead you guys while you go on.
2: Yes, Adama make a midnight appearance, and at first I didn't like her her character, and Mm -hmm. it was. But I think Adama is like is basically us.
0: Yeah, she she's kind of the sixth beatle. I don't know if she's us. She was a little bit of a foil there and like re- reflecting back who these characters actually are. And yeah. be like, you guys do some pretty ridiculous shit sometimes. Yeah. So that And in that, that way yeah. she kind
2: of speaks for the for the audience. Yeah, and she, you guys ha- you guys have these yeah. privileges and these entitlements because you came from a place where this most people haven't been. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. yeah, she's definitely an audience surrogate. In that, Because that, that was also some of the criticism levied at the first season of the show. It's just like, sure, it's showing across, showing Ghana, but it's also showing like the 1% yeah. of
1: mm-hmm.
0: that, and mm-hmm. that was something that uh, Adama comes up with and really points that out. Just like, you guys are being ridiculous right now.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah, uh, you're
2: right.
0: And then to continue on with the life and the <laughs> love life and times of oh, Sade, Sade. Uh, she ends up dating a man named Nana Kofi, mm-hmm. and... She breaks up
1: with them. Why? Because of man
0: boobs. This is the most <laughs> Seinfeld part of this season, is because like there's so many episodes of Seinfeld where he breaks up with a woman because her, like she had hands that were too big. There's a whole episode of just like she had man hands, so I had to break up with her. What? Or,
1: that? what? Really? or
0: when one episode Jerry was dating a nudist, and he kept saying like I kept seeing parts of the body like tensing and flexing that you're not supposed to see. Because when she's trying to open up a jar of pickles, he saw her toes spread out a little bit, oh. which he wouldn't have seen if she wasn't a nudist. Oh. So he ended up breaking her because of that. So Sade oh, well, exposed. So <laughs> Sade, tapping into her '90s comedy, Jerry Seinfeld breaks up with Nana Kofi because he has man boobs.
2: I've been with a guy with man boobs. <laughs> I broke up with him. I just can't do yeah. it. Like I have enough boobs for both of us. I don't need to add to. To this, you know, supply. <laughs> uh, this was, you know, it's a lot. I
0: can't have you stealing my bras.
2: You know, like, who, like are you double D too? Like, what's going on? I don't
0: know.
2: <laughs> but if you have man boobs, all, you know, I have grown. I still don't prefer them. But you rock those man boobs. So, you know, you rock them. Inclusiveness is all about that.
0: <laughs> uh, what else does she discover?
2: Um, she discovered something that I um, I find fascinating, David. She discovered tree porn. Mm-hmm. David thought she actually meant tree as in...
0: Arboreal <laughs> pornography.
2: But tree as in the language, yes. tree. And okay. they. she said they come in tree, they talk dirty in mm-hmm. tree, they moan in tree, which I, she... I'll Give an example of that. I'm not going to replicate, um, <laughs> but yeah, and she was just really obsessed with tree porn.
0: Yeah, yeah. So she she had a boo who would bring it over, and they wouldn't even have sex. They would just sit there, fully clothed and watching. She would just be enamored by it. And she ends up eventually going up to the newsstand and like trying to buy as much foreign language pornography as she could find. And he's just like, "This is a very good day." <laughs> He just had, I'm trying to make you spit your beer all over this he counter. He was
2: just really excited for the porn. It was really odd to he see He was him. making the sale of his life. I know, but to me, the reason why that was so funny and odd is because you have, you could, no, you are in this country that is like, you no, know, no. And he's deep in patriarchy yeah, where sexuality is yeah. yeah sexuality is like you know a secret and you cover it up you cover sex and, stuff like that. Yeah. and then this guy's in a out in the open discussing pornography with this black woman this yeah. African woman and they're having fun talking about it and he's like, it's like what, "What? what is this? what is
0: this? <laughs> he was so cavalier about it too he's like oh yeah we got an house yeah. uh, got some ashanti
2: and like they were just like it was like it was it felt like it's about the weather so it yeah. was the weather you know how is tree porn? Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: and and, and Sharday was just uh, so just Shaday. like,
2: I've, I've only ever fucked in
0: English. This is amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm curious to watch tree hmm.
0: But uh, <laughs> What sound was that? But her hopes or her whole attitude gets dashed a little bit. Her cavalier attitude. I hate Kwame. He's
2: is Kwame, not Kofi. I'm sorry. Right. I hate Kwame because he, and I hate her for doing this sort of stuff because he called her, right? Yeah. Right after she was gonna get money to buy tree porn.
0: Yeah, and then he's just like, Well, it turns out I had a son. That's good news, right? And she's like, No, to be honest, fuck you. Like, what, what are you doing? What are you calling me, to? You broke my fucking heart.
2: But why did she pick up? And what did she expect, though? Like, he, well, he, was, he was never an asshole. He was always upfront, I have a family. Yeah. I am not gonna divorce my wife. You know, I have a family. Like, he, what, what did he do? Like, I don't know who side of the nap. now, what did he yeah. do wrong? Because he told everything.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know why he felt obligated to like really relay that information. Yeah, that part was I, kind of douchey. I think that I don't know if it's douchey or if he just because they have an intimate relationship that kind of goes beyond uh, just being just sex, like yeah, yeah, just being about sex. That maybe he felt like this is a big moment in my life. I have to share it with this woman, mm-hmm. even though this woman isn't my wife. Mm-hmm. And and I remember just sitting there thinking like this is way too complicated. It's so complicated. Like, why would you want to get in this complicated relationship with this person? (laughs) It (laughs) It sounds like so much work. It's so hard to be in a relationship when you're not (laughs) married to someone else.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And now she's obsessed with babies. Oh. I I foresee her trying to get a surrogate or trying to get, like, um, in vitro. Yeah. I mean, Because she wants a kid. But for what reason? I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, yeah, I was going to say we're going to have to see how this how the season wraps up with uh, Sade's story, in the next episode.
2: I just don't have a baby for the wrong reasons. Mm. Because like she feels like she feels lonely. She feels like she, she feels like yeah. she needs something in her life that and, or something meaningful. But uh, babies don't make things better. Babies just add huh? to your life. They just add more, more maybe more happy. Actually, it's way happy because kids are terrible. <laughs> um, they just kids, they, are,
0: kids are hard.
2: Kids are hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Gavin is kid though.
0: He's still hard.
2: <laughs> um, like, parents have it hard, but yeah. like she has, She loves her life. With a child? Yeah. That would drastically change yeah, that, her life. Yeah,
0: that, that kid would get uh, raised by the household, probably.
2: And it's uh, Yeah, and it sounds like she wants a kid because she wants someone to love her unconditionally. Uh-huh. So then when the kid, kid gets here, it's all about the kid. Yep. So it's not about you. So exactly, who do you win here? Like you, you're still lonely.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have to see.
2: Yeah, I'm going on on. Please yeah. cut me off because I want us to go too far too long. Yeah, so <laughs> let's
0: check in with
2: Ingosi. Ah, uh, Ingosi. Quite, by the ever radiant Yosei. Yosei is, let's just say, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, good oh, God. her
0: hair is always on point.
2: Always, I don't know who does her hair, but she needs to <laughs> let us know, Because good God, girl!
0: It just she has so many. She does ma- things with dreadlocks that I haven't ever seen. She
2: makes me want to get locks. I don't <laughs> even think I can rock locks, but she wants me, she makes one to get one. Oh. Um. So yeah. So we Angozi got Angozy is changing, guys. She's evolving. Yeah. Ngozi is finding herself. Mm-hmm. I like
0: Finally. It because i mean she like she's so sweet but she was so hard to like like oh, so, so annoying she's unbearable and this was i mean just really seeing her turn and we get to see her like be a person and she's not so she's not the nervous wreck she was a couple episodes ago cuz right. she's starting to really come out of her shell and not just she's so stressed out about the expectations that are really levied on her mm-hmm. of I gotta find a Ghanaian husband or a Nigerian husband I have to be a good wife I have to be a virgin when I get married yeah. and she is beginning to
2: let go of
0: to, yeah to let go of that a little bit and it starts off in these episodes with her learning how to cook because she was so gung-ho about oh I have to learn how to cook
2: <laughs> to be a good wife or to, to be find a good husband. wife yeah you're right and we when this episode started yeah. episode four five. It started with her, with her friends in her kitchen, Mm -hmm. teaching her how to cook. Which for some reason then goes doesn't know that we're gonna blend something in the blender. You cover it up, which I don't know. That's like a ba- cooking and basics one on one.
0: Yeah, they almost painted that kitchen with onions. and I know shallots.
2: And uh, she's dating this guy who is a meat eater, so she's making goat meat, and so <laughs> she wanted to work out so well, she's touching the meat for this oh, man. Oh yeah, James. Oh, uh,
0: James and his BFF were like way too close. Please,
2: please explain. That so
0: one. she walks in and she walks in. James is in the shower, and this BFF is just sort of sitting on the pot, not taking a dump like you thought like I thought he was just and then they're just sort of chatting and it looks like you know like a locker room yeah yeah like like I didn't like she was really freaked out I'm like why is his buddy in this room with them when when He's naked, I'm not comfortable with this, yeah. And then all her friends are just like, No, you're over sexualizing this, you're being so American about this. Men in Ghana walk around holding hands, it is true. Fine,
2: like to be fair to Ngozi, like if I go back home and I see things like that, I'm gonna be thinking about, huh? But it's actually normal to hold hands, and like in the the bathroom thing, it's totally normal, yeah.
0: It's like, like, it's basically like a (laughs) locker room scene, yeah. I remember doing shit like that with my buddies in college, okay, mostly because there wasn't space, but. We're and and weird. mostly because uh, my buddy Robert thought it was really hilarious to uh, take pictures of people while they went poop.
2: What? So nice. he
0: he would find a way to break into the bathroom and always grab a picture of someone while they're taking a poop, while they're taking a dump. <laughs> so so what,
2: how are you laughing at this? Like it's funny?
0: No, I would hate it when it happened. But when you go back and see a photo of someone really angry sitting on the shitter, it's actually really funny. <laughs>
2: Great, like exhibit, like you know, in the Smithsonian. It is. It's basically modern
0: art. Angry <laughs> shits. <laughs> no, it's just called surprise. After exclamation wall, point.
2: Oh, after wall turns, <laughs> so this poop.
0: Oh, and so when Ngozi walks in on this scene, she gets freaked out. I'm thinking, like, well, maybe she's freaked out by penis because, of course, she's freaked out by penis. <laughs> um, and oh. They end up going to the market to buy goat meat for this man in this in the cooking episode. Yeah, and it's this really great shot down this market. And oh. I, yeah, I, I always really like it. I'm a big fan in these movies and in these TV shows when we watch them, of when we get to actually see the city. Yeah, that that, that they're in, when we're not just seeing the insides of houses and apartments. Yeah, and kudos on the crew on this because this could not have been easy to shoot. It was really narrow. There were lots of shadows and bright sunlight. Uh, it was also loud, but it was audible. So they were might good enough in this relatively busy market. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, they're walking around and they're like picking out fruit. And then you get a, a, the, the ladies in the stall asking, like, well, should we charge them 10 cents for the foreigner price or five for the local, local price? And then that's when Nanita claps that. back and tree and be like, no, I'm paying local price. I Thank love you very that. much.
2: I think, uh, so when I go to Sierra Leone, I'm going to speak English the entire time. Especially, when not time, but like in spaces like that, because yeah. I want them to try and come for me. Like, oh, in know in Creole, they will, they will talk yeah. Creole. To, they will, I will talk English to them. They talk Creole to me, and talk, they talk then then will talk to Creole, and I, and I reply in Creole like, ah, uh, I will tell and say, you think I'm a foreigner? <laughs> ah, hey, I was born in this country, <laughs> and my birth certificate says three thousand Ceylonese. <laughs> try to come for me. It's so all this shit I throw it back with my mind.
0: We'll call that the uh, Creole, clap back. <laughs> Creole clap
2: back.
0: So I was sort of laughing because it said something about palm oil.
2: I love palm oil.
0: I know. Oh. We'll have to buy a. We'll have to buy a fifty-gallon drum
2: I know. next time
0: we find a shop So like I can bathe in it. I guess you love that. I do. It's a little too fragrant for me.
2: I love it. It's rich. It's my skin. It's,
0: yeah. It's a acquired taste. I'll say. I'll say it's a strong flavor. <laughs> That's I'll fair. say that.
2: That's fair. It's I'll, different.
0: I, I won't say it's bad, I'll say it's strong. <laughs> okay. Uh let's see. Let's uh, move
2: on. Ngozi gozi saw his penis. She you got scared. Yeah, um, let's see.
0: Shots in the market. Uh, blah blah blah. Talking point. Her nipples.
2: Yeah. The so, nipstips.
0: Ngozi has a little problem. Her nipples are hard like twenty four 7 It's because
2: she's always horny. Without her knowing it.
0: I, I know, and th- you said that, like, right away. I'm like, oh, she just needs to, like, rub one out or yeah. something. Because she's just she must be turned on all the time. And she ends up going to the doctor because now she thinks she has some sort of cancer. Of course. Uh, <laughs> and, th- and this is also what I mean about this season really having fun. This is a weird thing to put into a season about someone whose nipples are just hard <laughs> all the time. And I really, I kind of wish that we could, like, reach out to Nicole and ask her, like, did this come from someone you know? <laughs> wrong or game, is it was this so just random. like or this is like a funny situation to put this character in. <laughs> yeah and the doctor's just like and goes, e, look you're 26, you haven't had sex yet. Maybe this is your body's way of telling you you're
2: you need some
0: that you're just hungry for that D.
2: Yeah And you're right. like what she kept saying that like, because she she keeps resisting the urges. Yeah, and you can you can only close that box for so long without it starting to spill out, right? Like she sees men everywhere. Yeah,
0: and it's always when she sits next to a guy or something like that, or it's just blasting, just boom, just. Her on body, flame, her body's talking bow, to her. Bow. Her
2: body's speaking out loud, and she's not listening. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens. Yeah. No. Blasting. <laughs> Nips. <laughs> nipples of the, bl- 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 <laughs> the nipples.
0: Uh, another thing that I really 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 loved about Ngozi this time is that she begins to follow her own intuition instead yeah. of second guessing herself mm-hmm. all the time and this was the really great part of seeing her again the characterization these characters are becoming much more round than they were before they yeah. were starting to see their flaws We're starting to see their strengths mm-hmm. where Ngozi was just a train wreck before she's just now she's starting to trust herself she's not beating herself up all the time
2: yeah I call it was, I was in my head I called her carefree Ngozi yeah or just more intentional and gozy. Because when the like the um collage of you know scenes showing her is doing her own thing, it was refreshing. Yeah. I loved her. She was glowing, she seemed confident, she stood her, her ground, mm-hmm. she She's looked focused on just being her and just doing her yeah. and not constantly looking for a husband. Yeah. And every turn, in every corner, right? Yeah. So I love that. I I really, that really made me like her more.
0: Yeah. Because um, she felt so penned in by, you know, she had these very sturdy boundaries that she set up and they were self imposed boundaries, kind yeah. of. And they were really like l- limiting her and she wasn't holding herself. Against those anymore. She mm. was just accepting those boundaries as just kind of who she was. And mm. rather than worrying constantly about finding a husband, she really just devoting her time to like volunteering, stuff like that, and finding finding fulfillment else, elsewhere outside of men.
2: Yeah. And it's funny, and it's... Huh. Yeah. I just something. So... When you're single, you and you're looking and you're looking like intensely, right? You don't find someone.
0: No, it's when you stop looking. It's when
2: you stop looking, you start focusing on self. Yeah. And and that's when someone just comes out the blue. And the way that she ended up meeting this man, Robert, is that his name? Yeah. Gutter Bay. Gutter Bay <laughs> was he was volunteering.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, she was she uh he was volunteering when she fell down in the gutter and he helped her out. He
2: helped her out. And then that's how they met, right? Yep. So she wasn't even looking for him. No. She wasn't even looking for love anymore and it found her. It it it's so cliché but it found her.
0: And even that's the same story when you when we started dating. It's like you weren't necessarily looking for a long-term relationship no. or anything like that. You no. were just sort of focusing on yourself and I came along. Yeah. Da, 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 da. That's David coming along. A date. David's coming along. Not and a date. and
2: even I, I resisted. David will tell you that. Oh, I, yeah. res- I resisted because like, I wasn't looking for a long term. You made I
0: me work so hard.
2: But you still hear though.
0: You're lucky I love you.
2: <laughs> well, I didn't work that hard. <laughs>
0: You made me work harder than I ever had to. You're
2: welcome. Look at you now. I know I'm a mm-hmm. better
0: and I'm a better man because of it.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it, it kind of <laughs> found her, and he happens to be the guy she's been looking mm-hmm. for all these years. Uh, what happened, babe?
0: Uh, she gets freaked out a little bit again because she sees a guy that she likes now, <laughs> and Robert, the stout Bay.
2: He's very.
0: <laughs> she's then she starts doing the hum, 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 I'm nervous and nebbish again. And they go out on, on a date, and she's really freaking out, and she's just like, look, I just gotta tell you, I don't date, because I want to have sex, or like fool around, I date with the intention of marrying, this is a really serious thing for me, and he's silent for a long time, and he just goes, me too.
2: Mm-hmm. And then shit gets crazy! It gets, it escalates from there, like, do everything you think of, it's true. Oh, what he, does he do, Will, sir? Oh, he, um says, I date with intention. And obviously, Ngozi's vagina went sploosh. And then he got up and showed her exactly what he meant by date with intention. He got his, on his knees and proposed to this girl. And I was like, wait, what? This is not... Like, I, again, African men will fall in love with you two hours after they met you. That's exactly your last name. Bruce, I love you, baby. But what's my last name? I don't know, but I love you. This mother proposed <laughs> to her on the first date.
0: Yeah, that was nuts.
2: And I'm like, what? As
0: she as she started dating him. Like, I think, I think, I, I mean, I know some people do that. Like, get married, like, super quick and, like, have, like, crazy stories like that. And it maybe kind of works. Whatever it is, it worked for Ngozi because yeah. she, was, she was super gung-ho about this.
2: And it's funny because Ngozi did... And Gozi did something different with her life. Mm-hmm. One, she got focused on herself. Yeah. And two, she did something... It's funny because I did the same thing. Something that she didn't do before. She expressed
1: mm-hmm.
2: what she wanted. She said, she told her truth the first date because she's over the BS with the back and forth and the dumping, not dumping, just be the weird man. She told him, hey, this is who I am. And this is what I'm looking for. If you don't fit that bill, you can live right now. Make end the stick, end this right here. Yeah. She told him, "Ladies and gentlemen," she told him what she wanted. A lot of us don't do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Hence,
2: while we go back and forth and ups and downs with dates, both men and women. That's we a really good point. To, yeah, she yeah. expressed her needs, and then she got. You know, if you if you just say, you know what, I'm looking for that, then she knows that, and she can move on. Yeah she found out and now she now she's leaving her truth there's no lie between them there isn't yeah so, yeah, so I love that about the episode
0: yeah so then they start courting each other <laughs> which is they're, they're basically just dating now yeah and they're kind of engaged and they start rolling around They every time they meet up to pray together they end up rolling around naked making out
2: yeah and mm. then
0: they start playing just the tip
2: lots of hot, dry jump, dry jumping around. lots of dry <laughs> humping <laughs>
0: Lots of dry jumping, (laughs)
2: dry humping, which lead to um, half naked, which now led to just a tip. Yeah, which a content goes. Which
0: (laughs) I mean, so the end of episode nine is actually this really gorgeous, totally engrossing sex scene that was just like we were both kind of like glued to each other. And I made the comparison of like this reminds me of the sex scenes in Insecure, Mm -hmm. and just like like.
1: Uh, you so know, hot.
0: I feel like when men write sex scenes, it's almost like pornographic. It's never like I'm really tapping into like the vulnerability and intimacy of an actual sex scene. And uh, like, like we got that here. Like, mm-hmm. like that, that's what Issa Rae wrote in Insecure. Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, Nicole that's is cool. writing in this as well.
2: Now, I'm happy you and pointed it was hot it out. Too. It was, I'm happy you pointed it out because you're right. When it comes to sex scenes, it all depends on whose whose perspective it is, right? Yeah. Because this was this show is, is written for um those who identify as female, right? Yeah. And this was a female-oriented show. So yeah. where the sex scenes are going to be that. Yeah. And it was oh.
0: Yeah, and I think I think before the sex scenes were played so much for like humor as yeah, well. Yeah. That, that that to see it be taken like really seriously was super like Engrossing.
2: It's also Ngozi, right? It played on her whole first-time intercourse, intimacy. Because we've never seen her kiss anyone. Well, we have, but not intensely or passionately. No. But we've never seen her actually get intimate, of, which, you know, she was naked.
0: Yeah. And you also, you played it really well. So well. Yeah.
2: So, I was at the sex scene in the show, the ladies played it really well. Yeah. Like, it looked realistic. Like, I'm yeah. like, all right. You're good. I see you. Like, even Makina. Yeah, and
0: that—that was that, that something like that. This show so goes above and beyond to really make not 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 just that these women are having sex, but that they're having good sex.
2: Oh God, yes, you can tell.
0: And that—that that is something like that only when we can bring into the writing room.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's why you need more diverse perspective in people in a writing room, in this space, because you get different types of experiences yeah, and stories.
0: Because I think even like due to are writing, even if they have really good sex lives and their partners are also having great sex, they might not be able to tap in that per, no. into that perspective. No. Or I think just it's going to be so much more difficult. It's going to be so much more work for them to get it right.
2: It's not similar to having a white person write a black character. Right. You're not going... No offense, you can try. Yeah. And I can give you I'm looking at props. you,
0: David Simon, writer of The Wire.
2: <laughs> but you're not... He's white?
0: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of white writers on that show. That's
2: no, That's why well, white people love The Wire.
0: Right. Well, Which is why David Simon always has a black person in his shows that apparently is amazed by the sound of crickets. Watch Show Me Hero. Watch The Wire. There's always a black person going, what's that noise? And they're like, it's crickets. As though crickets don't live in the hood.
2: <laughs> yeah I'm from the hood I hear. him come on child.
0: David Simon
2: Disappointed, but yeah yeah like that's why you know if you're if you are white you know you're not you're not gonna write a black character well just like if I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I can't write a white character well probably but except like for, for your man you're not going to write that well
0: yeah alright we're gonna move on to Zainab
2: Zainab Zainab my fave Salambu, Salambu, Salanti Tio, Zena, Yusuf, Kana, also, <laughs> Zena, me pickin'. I like you.
0: So I, our uh, our our <laughs> first viewers, Zena, is actually pretty funny. She's going on a date with a guy, and they they're talking about how much they love the the Crime Channel and <laughs> like True <laughs> TV and and like watching first 48 and then snapped. So they start talking about snapped and Zadab is just like, oh my God, I love snapped. Yeah. Trust me, I could kill you and get away with it. Then she goes into very explicit detail. Very!
2: In the Oh God! Just it, have to like taking.
0: Yeah, he's like. First off, I'm gonna need some acid, uh, and then when I gonna cut your fingertips out, and then uh, you know we'll destroy your your. Well, I mean the teeth gotta go. And yeah. We're gonna identify you that way.
2: And you can't use a knife. I do a No
0: You know, I probably. And she's
2: holding a knife.
0: She's waving the knife his face <laughs> saying, Well, first I think I would drug you, and then I'd just cut your throat. I mean, with a knife, it's so hard to control the blood spatter, yeah, you know? Yeah, so i like,
2: you no. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Stop talking. And, so and the
0: guy, it scares the shit out of them.
2: And then he starts ignoring her and like he like he's friend of her now, which I think you know what? It's fair. It and is then, fair. He runs
0: into her outside of the store. She's she waves up high and he scoots along and literally <laughs> crouches down behind a plant.
2: <laughs> like he's a cartoon that he can't see. It's really it. funny. I'm like, dude. You know, but you know what though? Zinnet deserved that. Because she freaked me out and I was listening to yeah. like Stop talking like that. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, the, she also gets into uh, the generator <laughs> war with her neighbor.
2: Apparently her neighbor does not have a silencer um, in his generator, yeah. but she does, so she it keeps her up at night.
0: Yeah, and then this really made me think of Every Day is for the Thief. when uh, Yeah. In, in Teju Cole's book where he talks about uh, the, where the narrator goes back to Lagos and then cannot sleep at night because the, narr- the generators keep him up all night.
2: And this was the entitlement episode, um, so this was her entitlement. She's an, um, she went to go and speak to the neighbor, and he, he ripped her out. Like, you Americans or you foreigners come back to yeah. home, and you think that you're so better than us, you're your, your, your all snooty, and your nose all up in the air. And all, you know what, then maybe, maybe I'm entitled, but like, I'm just asking you. Do you mind?
0: Yeah. And I thought like, well, maybe she's going to be super slick and just buy them a silencing kit for their generator, which he probably would have been just as offended too. Like, yeah. Like,
2: how do you... Like, he-
0: oh, you think I need charity? But, uh... Yeah. No. And it was, uh... I also really underestimated the size of those generators.
2: Oh, really? They're huge.
0: Yeah. Because I kept thinking like, oh yeah, it's a generator. It's like something you put gasoline in and then start with a pull cord. Because uh-huh. those, those are the only There's generators. A lot more. Well, kind of, because like the only generators I've seen have, have like a handle and like wheels on them, and they're maybe they're not even as big as oh, the kitchen portable. island. Yeah, oh. like the portable ones. This was like, this is an installation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a serious piece of equipment that is as big as a trailer.
2: To be fair, though, you're right. They do have those, and um, because we had one again. we had the yeah. more mobile one because we have we had light, but it was obviously it's inconsistent. So we did have a generator.
1: Yeah.
2: But the one that she had. Because he moved his to the side of his house after she spoke to him.
1: Yeah. Right? So he had the mobile <laughs> fucking one. dick.
2: She had hers installed. So hers couldn't get moved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know what? Oh, you hate it? Guess what? I want to move it to the side of the house. Yep. In your bedroom. Good luck.
0: Yep. So she ends up confronting the neighbor and uh, <laughs> she... She is losing her mind. She goes up and she knocks on the window again thinking it's the same doctor. And it turns out it's his son.
2: Yeah, And
0: who's the son?
2: It's Ato. What's his name again? Chris Ato. Chris from Far Girl. From and Far I Girl. knew it was him.
0: Yeah, you recognize him by the I mean, way. I would not have like recognized him. Because you know he was wearing glasses and that. He wasn't nearly as handsome in that. I don't feel like... It- I, I mean, he was as handsome. He's the same guy, but I just didn't really recognize him.
2: You, you also don't remember lots of the characters because I always recall them. And I'm like, no, yeah. that's a person that we've seen in that movie before.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think also because he wasn't played as like desirable as much in that movie. Yeah, because, but because Blossom was obviously the, the love interest. Yeah,
2: true, true. You're right. But yeah, and Squidward made an appearance for yeah. like the entire episode, and he did again. He's funny. I like him a lot. Because
0: he's got a little bit of a hitch. Yeah, and I like What it. is that?
2: Um, he um, when he's about to come, he then. Gets out of her and around the bathroom and then ejaculates and then releases there. Yeah. Which um at first I thought he had to poop.
0: I thought he had to poop too because they're sitting there just having sex and then he just goes, oh I gotta go, I gotta go, go go, go. No, no, I gotta go I gotta go and he runs to the bathroom and just oh, like that's all you hear. Yeah.
2: So which is and I'm like wait what that's um but also it was funny about those those scenes about him like he's like it is cum face. They're just really... He, he... Oh, he's very funny. He's so funny. Like, I love him because he... he he's so... He's so self-aware. And it's yeah. like, he just doesn't care that he'll make the weirdest cum faces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, cause, because, like, even in Flower Girl, it was a very, like... You know, that, that was a romantic comedy. Yeah. And he was a very comedic actor in yeah. that as well. Like, he does comedy very oh, well. Oh, yeah. We got he p- does physical comedy she, very well. She
2: poured the water all over his face, and he just yeah. sat there like, mm-hmm, so... <laughs> <We wouldn't order.
0: laughs> but even when, when he get, he gets into the fight with Blossom, <laughs> that's it as well. Like he's still so, like he's playing drunk and he's all goofy. And...
2: I like him. He's a lovable character. Yeah, lovable no, I like this
0: Yeah,
2: so um, so um, but, is, but okay, so he comes outside of her because why, David?
0: I forgot. You forgot? Did he have like a pregnancy scare? He got
2: his ex girlfriend. Okay. He got yeah, yeah. he got the scare, so since then because apparently they didn't wear condoms. Oh. Which something we'll discuss in a different character's yeah,
1: story. Um,
2: so they had a, they had a parent to scare. So since then he's been scarred for life. Yeah. And then Zaynab, being she finally found a way to talk to him about it and like, hey, no, I'm here, you're here, we're together. Let's just yeah. It's okay to release your your inner your inner milk inside <laughs> of clothes. <laughs>
0: Gross and rain That's okay for you to spill your seed inside of my fertile field. <laughs> my name is Zaynab. This is how I talk.
2: Ew. That's gross. Um, so he finally did it and he got comfortable and then and then what happened? What happened? What happened? Uh, what happened? <laughs> what happened?
0: Well, so I was getting excited because boy does it backfire. <laughs> because now he's discovered this newfound intimacy and now he wants to retrace the last ten years of his life. With all his failed relationships. And she's like, you want to go come and all your ex-girlfriends? He's like, yeah. And he's just like, yes. Like, he's just
1: so
2: funny, Like, what's that? Like Oh, it's <laughs> so ridiculous. It's so funny. I'm like, how do you write this, Nicole? How oh do you even God. get these ideas?
0: I love this show he's like, so like much. like, he has to
2: go back and plant his seed in every girl he's broke up broken I don't think
0: he's like, like he's not like... Yeah, he's wearing a condom. I assume.
2: <laughs> Me too, but is
0: he? He's not gonna have babies all over town, at all. Yeah, think. because
2: Annette is a huge condom person. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. yeah. Yeah, she's big on the, on the birth control. But
2: like, he wants to go and come, and every ex girlfriend, so he oh like, move God, forward. Yeah. Like, it's just a great storyline. So it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, wait, what? Anyway, <laughs> moving forward.
0: Yeah, no, I just love my uh, my one note. I just said levels with Charles about his jism. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Uh, oh, uh, then we learn a l- We learn more about Zainab. I like that we're really fleshing out uh, Zainab's, uh, her business and stuff yeah. like that too. And her just terrible assistant she keeps hiring. She eventually hires a great assistant. Uh, she ends up getting malaria later on. So she's out sick and she can't, and she's really stressing over you know, quarterly taxes.
2: just yeah. her business. She's yeah. a, she's an entrepreneur. She's, small she's business a owner. workaholic as well. Yeah. So
0: she really can't okay. let go of her business and even like get better. She's totally overexerting herself.
2: And like she said, she said something that really resonated with me. Like no one can run my business the way I can or the way I do. And no one can do the things I do because the way I do it. And she's right. It's her baby. She built this from nothing to where it is now. Yeah. So her being down and out. And she has terrible assistance. So it... it It's like, okay, if I get sick and then I trust my assistants, then yes, I'm fine, right? But she has terrible assistants, and she goes to them, like, left and right. So, of course, she's going to be nervous about being sick for a week. Like, no, I get her struggle.
0: Yeah, no. And she, you know, eventually goes back to work, realizes her accountant was right. The numbers made sense. They just didn't make sense when she had malaria uh, malaria and fever, (laughs) uh, which nothing really makes sense when you have a fever. Mm Um, and yeah, she has a good assistant and the lights went out when they were supposed to and yeah. like it worked out and she, yeah, it just worked out. Yeah, it it was, was a really great scene. She's I sitting like there how in they, the dark office yeah. and the assistant comes in and goes, you know, ma'am, do you need anything else for the day? And she's like, no, we're good. Let's, let's go home.
2: Yeah. And that ended that way. That was nice. I uh, like how our started ended that way. So
0: good. Let's check in with uh, Makina.
2: this is a lot it's a lot. It is. Uh, is a heavy. hellish
0: notes, if, if this show wasn't so good, we wouldn't have so much to write about. McKenna's is heavy. To talk about.
2: McKenna is McKenna
0: Yeah. Is, all heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and McKenna, man, they get deep in the relationship stuff because she's still with Stefan. This wasn't like a new guy every episode. She's in a committed relationship now yeah. with the American boo.
2: From DC, who's from fine. DC. No.
0: Will Sar's, uh, chocolate city lover.
2: Mm-hmm. I love Stefan.
0: And uh, Makina, light love interest, <laughs> Maria Humbert. I hate her last
2: name, like <laughs> <laughs> she's not so, Humbert. So, uh,
0: speaking of Humbert. Uh, she only wants to have sex in missionary position, yes. <laughs> which is our, the first conflict in their relationship.
2: She refuses to the darkest thought because she... I don't want to, to feel like a
0: barnyard animal.
2: Because she went to Oxford, and she's a lawyer, and she's respected. This is
0: not she- how women who go to <laughs> Oxford make love.
2: I'm like, what? I want to look
0: <laughs> in my lover's eyes. It's the window to the soul.
2: No, look away for a second. I need to blink. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then Ngozi's like, oh, that's, that's how I want to do it, too. And is like, you were going to bore him to death.
2: Like Ngozi. I, and she only changed because her was like, you like Ngozi. Like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. She's oh, like, no. oh,
0: God, no, I do sound like Ngozi. I got to change
2: something. <laughs> so she went home, and they found, she finally found tried it. You're so mean. And they me. showed her trying different positions, and she yeah. came. In all of them.
0: Oh yeah, because that's the thing. She's like, Well, I can only come in this one position. So we have to just keep having sex in this, this one, one position.
2: position.
0: Yeah. And I did, and I'm like screaming at TV, like, have dog style and then missionary. Yeah, you, you can can just still... shake it up.
1: Yeah.
0: And then this is one of those things where it's just like they just sort of spend all day having sex and it's this really intimate thing where
2: Yeah,
0: it was beautiful. <laughs> they Spend all day having sex and then they go get food and they're just <laughs> sitting in bed with the sheets all thrown around just eating food. Then they put the food away and just have sex again. Yeah, that
2: was really, pretty, that was really nice. It was I like, like it was
0: the super...
2: Intimate.
0: Like, like it's, it's a little romanticized, but like, that's like what people do when they're just really into each other. And it was really nice to see that. Yeah. That felt very real.
2: Is it? Is that what they do?
0: Yes. Don't act like you don't know.
2: Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Their second big relationship hurdle comes when they start hanging out with Makina's uh, aunt. Yeah. Who has house help. She's a very wealthy woman. Mm-hmm. and the And then Kofi, the houseboy, uh, refers to... I feel uncomfortable even calling him a houseboy.
2: Okay, so I say
0: Yeah. Kofi. Because Kofi uh, refers to the man of the house, the uncle, as
2: Master. Yes.
0: And Stefan being...
2: A black American.
0: Being a black American man this makes him really uncomfortable.
2: Yeah.
0: Seeing a black man wait hand and foot on someone and then call them master. Yeah. So naturally he starts to bring this up mm-hmm. brings it up with Makina Makina brings it up with the aunt they end up sitting down for dinner one night with uh, with the uncle and he explains like no this is this is a cultural divide and you know Kofi was about to, not, not Kofi but uh Stefan was about to read the Riot Act about civil rights and yeah, stuff like that, uh-huh. and then the uncle is just like, "I know all about this. Yeah, I read. trust me. I know. I went to college in the '60s. I marched in Washington, at the Million Man March. Yeah. I heard Dr. King speak. Dr. King actually came to Accra. Yeah, at one point, he lived there for a this while. Was, this was a cultural exchange. When he is calling me a master, it's not because I own him. Yeah, it's just a sign of in- of immense respect.
2: Yeah, and.
0: And, like, <sighs> Stefan tries to grok with this, mm-hmm. but he still really can't.
2: So, to to McKenna's and the uncle's, like, to the uncle's defense, it's true. Yeah. But it still makes me uncomfortable because I've lived here so long. Yeah. But calling him master is right. not because he's his slave owner or his owner at all. Yeah. That the difference between him calling him master and then... Slaves calling their masters right. masters. Slaves belonged. They were property to their masters. Yeah. They were bought. Whereas this house help, who sometimes referred to as a house, you know, house boy because you know, they have house girls and have house boys, um, he's getting paid. Yeah. Either mm-hmm. with monetarily, and by just living there, or, with, or his school. Yeah. It's his job, right? And so... Because of respect, for example, like I call, like I, I don't like my parents master, but like I have respect for my parents and elders, so I'll call them a certain way, yeah. and I'll bow sometimes, and you know what I mean. I'll submit because they're elders, yep. um, so it's just a respect. So yeah, yeah,
0: because I was gonna say when I met your parents, it's like it's like no first names,
2: no. Never yeah, commit, yeah. I would never call some someone's parents by yeah, their first name. That
0: level of familiarity is too much. Well, you can call my parents by their first name. That's
2: let me know that. I can't do that.
0: Right, and that's and that that that's why this is like textbook definition of cultural divide.
2: Yeah.
0: Of just and then they really butt up against us a while and with Stefan being in West Africa now, he's super interested in like learning the history of the region, which of course includes the history of slavery. So mm-hmm. like for weeks in a row, they go out to the castles on the coast, which yeah. were really dungeons, which were housing points for the shipping of slaves. Yeah. And Makina comes across a very uncomfortable discovery in her family
1: history.
2: Yeah, she was she was informed through her aunt's dad, her family. Sold the slaves. Mm-hmm. They were the one. They helped with the. <laughs> they help. They got money.
0: They had receipts. They went through the family paperwork, and she found receipts. Really, I didn't of see, the I didn't remember that part. Yeah, she said, "Oh, I found way more information in here than I really wanted to." Oh
2: wow! They literally
0: had, re- literal
1: receipts.
2: And I think so. My assumed that I was on the white side of the family. Yeah, I was like, huh. No, 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 no. No, your no. mother. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> like it's your, it's the black side, it's the African side. Mm-hmm. They sold their own people. Um, and yeah. so Makina being having that knowledge made her really uncomfortable. And so while
0: especially since she ha- is dating a Black American man,
2: who wants to find th- the truth of th- his the life, direct
0: result. And honestly, this is kind of this kind of comes up in uh, Yaa Gyasi's novel *Homegoing*. Okay. Because it's about it follows two women, one. Uh, one woman actually marries a British officer living there, and the other woman gets told gets sold into slavery, mm-hmm. and then it follows those diverging path- paths through history
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, of what happened to the family that grows up in the American South, as as opposed to the family that stayed in Ghana. Yeah, and we see this divide because like it's so hard to re- actually reckon with that history. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we. We struggle with that every day in the United States alone. Mm-hmm. Like we, we still can't get people to go on record to admit that slavery was bad. <laughs> really? We, no. We, the government still hasn't even like uh, formally apologized for it. There's they no, never will. There's no discussion of like reparation for slavery. There's not. There's nothing about slavery, and it's just, it's astounding, how we have this. Such a clear history, and we have so much paperwork on it too. Like we have receipts for days. There's there's a paper trail, and no, we it can't was, do anything about it. Like just we can't have that conversation at all.
2: No, you're right, and it and, was tough for Makina because like yeah. you have her partner Stefan, who's trying to find, like, and he's trying to find who he is, like where he came from. Yeah, and. McKenna, who knows where she came from, yeah. and she knows her history. She's not trying to visit that because she just yeah. def- she just found this new fact. Whereas final is trying to find that fact yeah. that privilege McKenna has, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And a lot of conflict arises out of this mm-hmm. because of that. Because she feels like, was like, why are you so interested to find out where you want to, where where you came from? You're not. And I think she she's also afraid too because yeah. she doesn't want him to find out something that's bad. Mm-hmm. You know. She doesn't want him to focus on this bad thing. She goes, "Look, I know the history. I want to move forward as best as I
1: can."
2: Yeah, and I. Guess, God, I love this show. No, Makenna's storyline was really deep because I've had oh. friends in college who, Black American friends, and yeah. they like I've always, I am proudly an uh, out loud African, right? Yeah. And I, you ask me, I'm African. Like I used to say, "No, nah, I'm not Black I'm African," yeah. because that's the pride I have in my, in my culture. And I
0: mean you don't say that anymore. I know
2: that I used to.
0: Yeah, because you're woke now.
2: Yeah, because I have like I am black and I'm African. I'm a black African I am in an America and I'm an African American. Yep. I am literally African American. Um Yeah. And so I had friends in college who were trying to find their history, yeah. their ancestry. And I have I have this privilege, where I have my culture. Mm-hmm. Like we have traditions, right? And I didn't sympathize with that. Yeah. I used to throw in their face, like I just to know. I, the red quote, at least I know where I came from. Yeah. And that And that hurt them. Yeah.
0: And it, it's so fraught. And because, and that that experience of trying to find out where you're from, that's such yeah. a uniquely black American experience. It is. Because I don't know much of my family history, but it ultimately doesn't fucking matter because the way whiteness works in the United States is that you are just white. Yeah. Like, like you passed the lit, the litmus test to be allowed in the group. It doesn't matter if you used to be Irish or Italian, you're white, now it's okay. Mm-hmm. And like I know I, I have German names in my family, I have some English names in my family, but I've never really felt compelled to find any of that out. Just because it just it didn't it doesn't matter because I'm white and yeah. I'm I'm just allowed to be in the bigger I'm I'm in the frat now. So it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. And and um <sighs> no, Stefan is really like I'm mean, also, I don't blame him. He's in, he's in West Africa. Yeah. Quite frankly, he's probably West African, right? Because of the way...
0: Statistically, the, probably, yeah. Yeah,
2: because of the way the slave trade worked.
0: At most, um, he might be Angolan.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, this friends, and I, I feel like an asshole because I think about it, like, that was an asshole. move. was very mature. I was saying, well, guess yeah. what? At least, where I came from, he don't. Yeah. And it's so bullshit because that's wrong because... You want to know where you belong, right? Yeah. You want to know what your culture is. Yeah, and, and, even, and even, she ended up finding out that she's West African, my friend. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, and I was just saying, and even with even with your personal ancestry as well, because you know your father is Creole. Yeah. Which directly has its lineage in mm-hmm. the slave trade as mm-hmm. well.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't want to find out. Yeah,
0: because if people <laughs> if people don't know, the Creole people were originally slaves in uh, the West Indies and the Americas, and were Allowed to repatriate back, back to yeah, Freetown. Freetown.
2: Yeah, um, that's why I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> maybe one day I'll want to take ancestry. test or just 21, uh, What is it? 22 and it me. Something. Uh, maybe one day, but I'm good for now. I'm. I know I'm West African, i yeah. Sierra Leone and I uh, have my culture.
0: I'm also afraid to do it because I don't want to know if any of my ancestors own slaves. Yeah. Because I felt like, well, maybe I know I had great-grandparents who I think arrived here. I think that's as late as it was. I don't know if any else, like, I I don't know. I don't know how I would really reckon with the history. That idea kind of scares me a little bit.
2: Yeah. And although the past happened for a reason, and the past teaches us that yeah. the future is possible. Or I'll,
0: I'll find out, like, I'm Ben Affleck, and I
2: just... <laughs> hide it. If you I find was... out, you better not hide it out kick your ass. <laughs>
0: I go on a documentary on PBS and find out, oh, I got a pretty atrocious ancestry. Don't air this. It's worse if
2: you don't hide it. Of course, you you had your ancestors own slaves. Because you're white. No offense, but like, you
0: probably... Your name is Benjamin Affleck.
2: Like, it's not your fault. You weren't there. But like, and also, just like you're contributing to racism. Like, you're not. You're trying to be better. Like, so why are you hiding this history? Like, dude, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Anyway.
0: And... uh, M- Makina ends up coming around eventually and just like this is really important for mm-hmm. him and I need to support him in this thing and yeah. they have this moment where you know they're a little cold and she comes over with a box and it's the DNA test and you know she swabs his mouth and mm. puts it in there and mailed away and it was really it was a really sweet moment
2: yeah but didn't they break up? did they? yeah really? yeah when? he, he left like, I'm the, um, the narrator. That's, oh. Yeah, they broke up.
0: I must have not noticed. I must have been typing notes after that. Yeah. That was the end of there.
2: That was in the relationship. It's over. I saw it coming there.
0: Did she also spill that her grandma was a slave owner?
2: No. Okay. She never said anything about that, but she... Helped him swab his mouth. Oh, and, I, I, man! I really do. Maybe I read it wrong. That's the last time Makina, and that was the end of Makina. I hope you read find, it wrong. I <laughs> stuff on relationship. Um, oh, but yeah, you know. David and I had had an interesting back to back to back though.
0: Like yeah, there was also another cultural divide, <laughs> a little lighter, other than a, 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 a than you know the brutal history of the transatlantic slave trade. A lighter note. They also argued about uh, having house help. (laughs) This is something that me and Wilson also instantly argued about. Yeah, Uh, we have different opinions. Because I grew up very much in a working class family where hiring house help was seen as bougie and pretentious. (laughs) And I really want to focus on the the word of actual pretension as in... Because I think that that's more detrimental to us than it was people who actually hire house help. Because pretension is thinking that you deserve something above where you're at, right? Yeah. So it's just like it's acknowledging of just like, no, we're poor, we don't deserve this thing, but we're gonna hate people who do. Mm-hmm. Like 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 the root of that feeling of yeah. not wanting wanting to hire house help mm-hmm. is specifically a self loathing feeling. Mm-hmm. And like and that was something that I kinda came to as we had that discussion. Oh
1: okay.
0: And because like I would totally be looked down on in my family if it was just like, yeah, we have like a live in housekeeper yeah. or something like that. They'd yeah. be like they would kinda roll their eyes and say, Really? And it would it would be this point of contention, and you're and you're like, yeah, no, house help. That's just how it is. Yeah. So and... <laughs> I. So my,
2: my rebuttal was if I end up living back in Sierra Leone or somewhere in West Africa, and I am not opposed to having house help. Yeah. Because it's kind of a status symbol. Wait, you... I'm not. I'm, I'm not seeking the status symbol, but like it is what it is. Like yeah. you ju- that's just what it is. Like, it's
0: just the culture, right? It's a culture.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, if I end up moving back home, I would want someone to be, in, not live in household, but someone to cook me yeah. food.
0: And you, your defense also, which I found really funny, was I'm a job creator, goddammit.
2: Exactly. <laughs> like, I am pay, I'm paying you market price for your service. That's like having a live-in barber. Like, I am paying you to cut my hair. You just happen to live here. Like, I am not, like, I don't own you. I am creating jobs. That's, that is sex, Dr.
0: That really made me laugh. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's... That's, yeah. that's Makina.
2: That's Makina's story.
0: That's old Marina. Now we gotta Makina, move on to... Makina. My my, my, my Nanaya, Nanaya. Nanaya.
2: The star of the show.
0: Who is getting harder and harder to like. This is when... Nanya's flaws are definitely showing. I told you she's... in these episodes. Like uh, even
2: the first episode, like come her and her mother. She sees the world through her mom's eyes. I think yeah. Come on, whisper something to her towards the end. I wasn't sure what it was, but I think she thinks that is cheating.
0: Yeah, because, like her and her mom have this conversation of, really the generation gap. Yeah. Because the mom's just like I, I don't know how you like single ladies do this. You know, I, I was raised in this environment where. We were put in a position where we had we had to rely, rely entirely on the men in our
1: lives. Yeah.
0: And we see this disconnect between her and her mother. Like, even then, you know, they, they still have a good relationship, but as they're talking, it's just like they're so clearly not on the right page because yeah. her mom starts complaining about how late her husband her has com- to stay at the office and... None is making excuses for him and her mom is just sort of like looking at her like, Oh, you poor sweet innocent fool. Yeah, like, <laughs> like
2: I I believe the mom. <laughs> yeah, she,
0: she's like, I am ninety percent sure he is dipping his pen in the company ink when yeah. he is staying late at the office.
2: And quite frankly, to be fair, it's her dad, right? So she's gonna think her dad is innocent, yeah. different guy. So like to so the mother, that's her husband, that's a partner. She knows him inside and out. Right. Like she knows she knows when he's not feeling right or when he's like acting weird. So then like, yeah, that's her dad, that's her daddy, and that's from what she trusts and will yeah. never do wrong. So like, they have a different relationship with it, with this person.
0: Yeah, and I feel like when uh when like I hear from people who whose parents like got divorced because one of the parents cheated, how much those kids like hate that parent and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like it, that's a really hard reality to grok as a child. Yeah. That your parent, the person you depended on, was capable of doing someone to hurt somebody so much. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I understand that naivete. Yeah. But her mom gives her look like, oh, honey, you're being so naive right now. <laughs> I can't have
2: an no idea. Yeah. He's an the man. He's cheating. No offense. <laughs> and she ends up
0: getting back with her married-not-married married boo. Uh, oh, uh, what kind of is it? It's I, not
2: cheating. It's not worth it. Adam.
0: Old Adam. Mr. Mister... The creation of Adam. <sighs> Mr. Uh-huh. I live with my wife, ex-wife, who's kind of a fuck buddy, probably because we still live together and we have a history. So I imagine they're probably,
2: so, I'm the,
0: pantomiming <laughs> sex right now.
2: I'll make it easy for you guys and keep it short. Adam, in the last three episodes, lived with his wife, his ex-wife. Nanaya was like, you have, to, you have to move out. He said, I can't. Then she broke up with him after he said, I would, would, would. He did not. She broke up with him. Mm-hmm. In this next four episodes, he texted her saying, I moved out. Was good? So she let him back into her life. They were dating for a while. And then she kept bringing up, hey, let's spend time in your apartment. You know, let's spend time doing this. And let's spend time doing that in your place. He keeps giving excuses. And as a woman, I call this BS like the first time he said no. Like Wait, oh, instantly. Nope. Like that. <laughs> Nope, he's lying to you, girl. He still live with that that, that mafo, and
0: which if I can but you, you are way too good at that. I can't hide a fucking thing from you. <laughs> if I have one thought, like God damn it, Willstar, you see it on my face instantly, and you go, Yeah, what? Well, like, what you got something to say? I yeah. have to go. <laughs> no. <laughs> because I like you too much <laughs> to say how and, angry I
2: am. Anyway, she felt that he's lying and yeah, that's that's there. He, and she ended up doing him again.
0: <laughs> yeah. And but, in
2: between that, what, what happened?
0: So they decided they're going to try a little bit of the coitus interruptus. Mm-hmm. Which is really like when we talk about flaws with Nania, This is a big departure. She was a huge advocate for condoms. Like, no, you gotta use a condom. And, and Makina was
2: pretty loose with the condoms yeah yeah, the yeah right? because she, she judged her for that
0: yeah so yeah and so she's like mm, let's not try a condom let's pull out like we're in middle school and we're <laughs> high, gonna get- high
2: school middle school
0: well I don't know who's how do having
2: sex in middle school my sister's middle school I know I would kick her ass. I'm pretty
0: sure there are some pregnant middle schoolers in my high school, too. Yeah, me too. Oh, I don't know why they'd be in the high school. I have to go back <laughs> to the middle school. I'm, anyway. But they
2: got pregnant middle school.
0: So, so they're, they're going to pull out because apparently they're 16 and want to get pregnant. Oh, God. Um, and it seems to be going okay for a while, but then, no, ya, If we want to talk about her nitpicking, which she's pretty A-type personality, anal retentive, oh. whatever outdated psychological thing you can, like... Place on people who are kind of overbearing, and she's like, "Oh no, no, don't, don't come on me. It's way too sticky." And he's like, "All right, I'll just come on the sheets." Then she goes, "No, why would you do that? These this are Ralph
2: <laughs> Lauren.
0: These are <laughs> she said like that too. These are Ralph Lauren. <laughs>
2: like whatever, bitch." <clears throat> she said like she's saying Quiche
0: Lorraine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like you, like okay, so you can't watch like, I mean, Ralph Lauren.
0: Talking about
1: pretentious
2: Sanchez. or like
0: are entitled. Bougie. So, no, so, she, man, bougie. so she's like, no, 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 go get a cup. So he gets up. Oh, he gets up. And she's like, hurry up. Because, you know, they're obviously still horny.
2: He comes back. With a coffee, coffee mug. coffee mug. No, not that one. I drink from that one. Then, oh, no, good. No, he's
0: like, go get a disposable one. So he rummages around and he finds a plastic cup. Hushed in the bed. And of course, of course he no longer has an erection. Because he made him go do fucking dishes. He made
2: him think while wow, he was reacting. React. Ah. That's how that works.
0: I took him out of a moment. And so then, yeah. So and then the girls keep cutting her down, just like really, none of you, how can you, how can you talk to us about anything? You're making your man come in a cup.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like what is wrong with you? And Are she you doesn't talking? see anything wrong with it. And then he eventually, he comes home again, and he, you know, he tries to go into the bathroom. He's like, ah, oh, not with the street shoes. And he, he gets mad. He's like, really, I can't walk around with, with, my, with my shoes on. I can't wear the clothes I wore outside into your bed. And in his defense, Naniya was being super overbearing and yeah. not accommodating to her partner at whatsoever.
2: she never is, though.
0: This is when we begin to sympathize with Adam because Naniya is not being fair yeah, at all. At she all. is not being a fair partner She's at all. She's unbearable. And once she tries to like rectify that, that's when she starts asking about going over to his place. And then she simps out as bullshit, finally,
2: yeah. and dumps him. And she knew you were lying. We always know. We know. You she because after she apologized for the shoe thing, she was like, I'll change. Yeah. Which, you know, like I said I was saying today but like you don't you you can't never say you're gonna change because you are who you are, but you can say that I'm gonna try my my best to be aware of what I'm what I'm doing and try to do it. You know, and in turn hopefully that will change me as a person. But she knew he was lying. I know. She told herself the truth in her head. Like, she convinced herself. No, he moved out. Because the first time he said no, and the excuse he gave, I instantly picked... Like, no, he's lying. Yeah. Instantly.
0: The the needle fell off of your bullshit meter.
2: Yeah. Like, and then after she apologized about the shoe thing and her being unbearable, well, she did bring up the whole going to your place. He didn't, there you go again, doing this. He used that. He used that against her and then she found out he's a liar Yeah, It's
0: not worth it. Found out he's a lie face liar and he always has been.
2: Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's the story with them. Um,
0: and I kind of feel bad now because now she's still directly in the same position she was four episodes ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, poor Nanya. I say poor Nanya.
2: Yeah, but yeah, since our four episodes was basically hard with this guy.
0: Yep. And how nothing had changed. Oh, man.
2: But yeah, I, was gonna, I have to say that these women are just one, they're talented, two, they're gorgeous. And, I know. And that outfit that I was wearing, and that, that scene with that simple shot with um,
0: Ingozi,
2: wasn't Ingo- it wasn't Ngozi, it was with um, Zena yeah. with the head wrap, yeah, and uh, the, the jacket. Girl, where'd you get that set from? Because yeah. I would rock that. That's so it was so cute.
0: I feel like I forget every time we watch this, just. Really, how gorgeous all these women are! I
2: always say they're so beautiful.
0: <laughs> I know every, at, at, Seriously, at least one point when watching this, we just stop and go.
2: God damn it! <laughs> they're so gorgeous. Oh. And and they have skin, girl. What is it? Shea butter, coconut I mean, oil. Oh yes, just the school, oh. and this is dark skin. Beautiful. Look at that hashtag Black Love, man. Yes, I love a Black Love. They're a
0: super beautiful dark skin couple.
2: Love Black Love. It's gorgeous. Mm. I love.
0: I love to go. <laughs> yeah, it'll work, I guess.
2: <laughs> no, I love you. <laughs> Even though you shaved your beard. <laughs> yeah,
0: you love that. You can see the veins on the back of my hand.
2: I don't. Love that I do.
0: Why are your hands blue?
2: No, I love your hands Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> anyway. That's it for what this are the weird things happen
0: to white people's skin. So they've your red for no reason. Are you, are you I'm in? still trying to riff on weird white skin issues. I don't,
2: I'm not white, so I don't get the I so <laughs> this. So, this is your mic. Go for her.
0: It's harder to tell when her skin is dry. We don't get ashy. I think that's the only benefit, and that's why you guys But ashy holy, ashy. Fuck, we get sunburnt and peely.
2: You know why you guys age terribly? Well, so you, wow, sound racist.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's because it's you don't moisturize. No, we moisturize every fight. Everybody in you know, your full, in bo- my, your full body. Yes, everybody in my family puts on lotion
2: from head, from head to toe.
0: Maybe not from head to toe. They put lotion on the dry spots.
2: But your entire body is a dry spot. Not
0: everybody's body gets dry. We have lots of natural oils.
2: <laughs> so David, what's your favorite part of this show so far?
0: Ngozi sex scene, hands down. Oh, you did. De- really? I was really locked in. Do
2: you want to? Do Donald I need some time episode? by myself?
0: Yeah. I fucking might. Because it was beautiful and hot, okay? It can be both.
2: Okay. I mean, it was hot. It really was. It like, really was. I respect that. I respect that.
0: I don't know the favorite part. I also forget just... have to I, show. No, I also... I'm watching just like, all these guys are very beefy. These, these are some beefcake <laughs> They're men. They're Very stout. Very stout. And like and like we we've hung out a lot of West African people before.
2: Yeah. West African men tend to be pretty stout. Yeah, yeah. But especially like Ghanaians and Salonian men. They're like yeah. stout and short.
0: Because I don't know Nigeria you are pretty tall. Like I don't know what it was when we went to the Afropolitan thing, I really didn't expect to be the tallest guy in the room. Because um, I'm not really that tall.
2: You are pretty tall though. Yeah, I am
0: pretty tall. So sir, What was your favorite part of these Ooh. four episodes?
2: Um, I had this all picked out because... I'm prepare this time. Yep. It's the market scene
0: yeah. when they want to
2: buy to buy goat meat or fish or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, it was a part when the 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 woman in the market the market woman asked the other woman should I charge them a foreign price or a local price? Yeah. And the response she was like, charge them the foreign price in tree, and then Nana, yeah, clap back, clap back mm. in the tree. Like she's like, I will pay, and then she's like, um. For a price, like, $10. Like, and then it was, like, I, in three, I will pay the local price. Yeah. And I, like, you know, I'm like, girl, you better go off. I know, like, it was, Yes. It was, it was, shh.
0: You hear that? You hear that on the wind? What? That's the sound of a clap back.
2: Ooh, clap back, clap back, clap back, clap Aye.
0: back, clap
2: back, um, clap. But, yeah, I love that scene because nah. I want that to happen to me.
0: Did, did you also? I mean, I mean, power fantasy aside, did you just miss seeing a market as well?
2: That too, like an open air, like buying fish, buying goat meat, buying cassava leaf, being grinded right there, just buying. Like, I I grew up you know, in Occidental, just buy it's not sure. Yeah. Like and buying fresh seafood and just like the, I mean, the smell. I don't miss much, but because of nostalgia, I do. And just like this is open bazaar. It's like it's like open yeah. market where the flies are just doing its thing mm-hmm. and babies are crying. People are yelling at you about competing prices. That yeah. I'm like, oh, I missed yeah, it. Yeah,
0: and that's one thing we don't get to really experience here in D.C. because we don't have a market in D.C. Mm-hmm. We get like farmer's markets or like Eastern Market where they set up in the summer and stuff, yeah. which is why when we like we're heading back to Washington State. In a couple of weeks now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show uh, Wilsar Pike's place in Seattle because it's one of the few all year round actual markets we have here, and you're gonna love it because there's tons of fish there.
2: That's well, great because I learned that um, according to Ngozi, she buys her goods at right. I'm like, wait, there's a shop right in Ghana? Wait, what? <laughs> <I forgot>. Because <laughs>
1: so we that.
2: didn't have grocery stores, we had the markets. Yeah, you buy everything in the market from yeah. papas to to couscous. To um, galley to everything peanuts in the uh, seasonings in the yeah. market, so like you have shop shepherds,
0: yeah. It's a weird economic <laughs> shift once supermarkets can come in because the logistics behind supplying a supermarket are so different than, mm-hmm. uh, than supplying a regular market, yeah. Oh, people man. used to
2: follow me around because if I go to the store because they didn't have cameras, so that's a fully automated taking thing, yeah, which is a different, discussion. <laughs> a whole
0: different thing. <laughs> But, yeah, no, deep, deep, deep episode. Yeah. Uh, for other re- recommendations, other stuff we've been into, I think this episode I'm going to recommend uh, a band called Ibibio Sound Machine.
2: Ooh, the future, um, okay, They're, like, in 80s. I don't know, uh, like,
0: so we're going to play a little sample right now. So as you just heard there, they're, they're this super funky, you know, Afrobeat, but also very 80s talking head kind of jazzy thing mm-hmm. that is super dope. Um, and their their new album was recommended by someone at work, and it's called uh, Uyai. Okay. Or Uye. Uye. It's uh, U-Y-A-I. I'm not entirely sure how Me that's either. pronounced. It's pronounced something in, in Ibibo. And she and the lead singer, uh, this gorgeous, gorgeous Nigerian woman. Oh, the cover art, super dope too. It's just, it's very like Afro future, uh, like very. Oh, who's the Afro futurist guy? Like kind of like Sun Ra.
2: Does it remind you of, Janelle um, Monet's like, um, what's it called, Metropolis.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of, cause it's very Metropulse. like Afro, uh, like like Afro futurist sort of get up with, like, her outfit and her makeup and stuff like that. And, no, it's just, it's super great. It's super poppy. It's super fun. It's also, like, pretty deep as well as, like, music tends to be, like, mm-hmm. kind of how we learned, like, Calypso is, like, super political and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, she has these really catchy, jazzy tunes, but they're about, like, really serious things, like those girls who got kidnapped and stuff like that. And, and yeah, and she sings mostly in Ibibio and a little bit Nigerian Pigeon. Uh, which I didn't realize they say pickin' in Nigerian Pigeon as well.
2: Yeah, pickin'. Yeah, pickin'. Yeah, Nigerian Pigeon basically is Creole.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because just like the lyric, when the pickin' come hungry, mama gonna say... Oh, God.
2: He's, he's, the accent is so bad. The pot. It's, it's cute.
0: The pot? It's on fire.
2: Oh, God, You're so American. <laughs> <laughs> so white. <laughs> the accent is so bad.
0: Anyway, what's your recommendation this week, Wilson?
2: Like everything else in life when it comes to pop culture, I am always late on shows and movies and what whatnot. So, um, recently, I discovered Greenleaf. Ah. And I've been watching it consistently and obsessed with this. Um, it's on OWN, but it's on, it's on Netflix now. Yeah. And OWN is Open Women Free Network, and it's not on Netflix, <laughs> and it's about... It's about just this family, this like religious family who owns a mega church and their issues and their family secrets. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm gonna say to you because I'm it's feeling you and I want you to watch it because it's so good. Yeah. And the acting is good. It is. Yeah, and Oprah just is is magnificent in it. Because
0: yeah, she's Oprah. Yeah, she's in it. It's one of those things that makes you want to give Oprah a big hug of yeah. just like thank you for giving these black actors some work.
2: It's just so black. and yeah. I love it. Like yeah. it's one. I love the way it's shot.
0: You're gonna recognize a lot of working black actors. Yes,
2: like the guy from Why Did I Get Married To and Why Did I Get Married is on it. Um,
0: Keith David's in it. Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, the golden voice. Yeah. Oh, what, what,
0: what's her name, the the matriarch of the family? It's like, some, like Whitley oh, something with, like that?
2: Oh, Whitley. Something Whitley. Whitley. Oh, I know her name. But
0: yeah. Anyway, she is super great. Uh, and, oh. and even the guy who plays the creepy uncle, you've learned pretty soon that he's a creepy uncle. He's a great actor as well. He
2: really is. No, I so. think acting is good. There's some people yeah. who can do better. Yeah, there's some... Like the kid.
0: Yeah, and there's some actors who are better like, than others, but...
2: But no, it's a really great show. It's on Netflix right now, and I'm I've been watching it, and David is watching with yeah. me. And it's, I, it's really good.
0: For all for its flaws, it's still super engrossing and yeah. entertaining to watch.
2: And it's really well shot. Yeah. Like it's shot really well. Because I'm really into videography now. Mm-hmm. Um I just really pay attention to how things transitions and how things are shot and depth of field and just yeah. like into the reasons why things are shot certain ways.
0: Yeah, Will Wilsar is <laughs> Uh, she's starting to watch movies and shows the way I do, and <laughs> that she's watching it as somebody who creates something, yeah, and is able to notice things now instead of just sort of like passively kind of digesting it,
1: yeah.
0: So. I'm going to just warn you one part it's going to kind of ruin your experience watching movies <laughs> but on the other part it's going to be super fulfilling so no, wel- welcome to the club
2: It's interesting so far it's been fulfilling
0: So now you're knowing how I watch movies and why I say the things I do when I watch movies
2: I, Now I get you because okay. now I watch things even like short clips or like commercials or anything yeah. on your Facebook or YouTube and I just I look at the way it's shot and what how it's done not yeah. really just the content they produce but also like I want to know how that was done Yep. and I'm just really a, I just find that fascinating and interesting I want to go behind the scenes and see how they got that to become a thing so yeah this, this show is really well shot it's mm-hmm. the, the filter they use to really to really create the scenes it's really beautiful so yeah
0: yeah you see a lot of Memphis Tennessee
2: yeah oh yeah that. totally it's a great show I think yeah. you should re- watch it I recommend it I highly recommend it. Oprah again, is the god of the black people. Um, <laughs> the god Oprah of the Oprah is black queen. Black. She's the original queen, Beyonce is second. Um, <laughs>
0: oh, Oprah the god.
2: Oprah the god. Um, but yeah, so yeah, check out Greenleaf. It's on OWN, but it's currently on Netflix.
0: Wait, if Oprah's god, does that make Beyonce Jesus?
2: She is. That seems a pretty
0: apt comparison.
2: Yeah, it is. Totally.
0: <laughs> a pretty apt comparison. Thoroughly, like, sacrilegious, <laughs> but
2: a pretty apt comparison. She's, the, she's queen Jesus.
0: Uh, or is Beyoncé more of the Mohammed? Beyoncé is all.
2: Beyoncé is it's the Trinity.
0: Oh, that's right. Because she is God.
1: Yeah.
2: Because the
0: Trinity is just an extension of Across,
2: God. Yeah. Unless
0: we're like in the Russian Orthodox Church and then Beyoncé will be a completely separate thing from Oprah. And then I don't know who the Holy Ghost would be. Maybe Eartha Kitt? Is
2: yeah.
0: Eartha Kitt dead?
2: Eartha Kitt? I think... I don't know.
0: I don't know. Anyway, we'll find other famous uh, black Lup- women Lupita to be... is the,
2: is the Or Holy maybe...
0: Ghost. Billy Holiday or something.
2: Holiday No, no, Nina's Simone mom.
0: Nina, yes. Nina's holiday, the Holy Ghost. Love, we got Nina it. Nina is the Holy Ghost. We got the Black Trinity. Nina is the sugar Oprah is God. Beyonce well, is the son. Nina is the Holy Ghost. Nina is the Holy Ghost. Bachir, Sancti.
2: To God be the glory.
0: We're not in the altar yet. Anyway, all right, let, let's go ahead and wrap it up. To Oprah be like, the glory. I, I got so excited. I have to go write my manifesto so we can start our cult. <laughs> to right. Oprah be the glory. <laughs> to Oprah be the glory. <laughs> uh, anyway that's going to do it for us this episode <laughs> as always thank you for listening you can follow the show online ask sugarcane pod and you can find that on twitter and instagram you can find search for us on facebook if you want to find episodes there as well we're on soundcloud yes. find us in your favorite podcatcher if you know someone who wants to watch these movies or is has just discovered these movies and wants somewhere wants to know someone who's talking about it yeah Give them a thing. There's also another campaign going on called... NPR. Hashtag tripod.
2: Yeah, T-R-Y-P-O-D.
0: Because 80% of people do not listen to podcasts. Nope. So if you are a podcast listener and know someone else who would like something to listen to while they're in the office or going on a long car ride, literally take their phone, steal it from them, guess their password, hint, it's probably their birthday. (laughs) Oh, God. If not, it's their birthday backwards because people are dumb.
2: Oh, they're... last four digits are secured
0: number. Yeah, that as well. Or the last four digits backwards. Yeah. And take their phone, open up that purple podcasting app on their iPhone if they have one, or their Stitcher app if they're on an Android, Ugh. or Spotify.
2: Google Play.
0: Or Google Play, I yeah. guess, if you're into that sort of thing. Ew. And literally, put our podcast on there. And while you're at it, put a bunch of other podcasts on there. <laughs> because it's great. There's, a, there's this really tight community of people who are... Making content that we want people to listen to, we want people to have fun to, we want people to have as much fun listening to this as we have making it. And yeah, we want yeah. you to help share the word. It's hashtag tripod. If you're on a social media network and you want someone to discover this cool thing that you just found, tag it with tripod. It helps people find it and just yeah. tell people about it. We do not pay to advertise this thing. No. We rely solely on you, the listener, to introduce people.
2: And we'd we'll like, you know, we'd we'll like to make sure that people who are in, who are interested in African movies, they will want yes. to get into it, or they they should because they missing out. Mm-hmm. Let them listen, you know, yeah. um, let them watch an episode, another yeah. episode, check out African City because I think it's a great introduction. Um, quite frankly, you after that, you might get disappointed because they're not all that great. No. Um, but so we're here to watch them and do no. you that.
0: And if you <laughs> if you're honestly just tired of seeing white faces all the time, man, yeah. just start dipping into African movies. You're gonna feel. Like, like, it can't just all be B-E-T-N-Own.
2: That's it. all That's, oh, TV One.
0: <laughs> or TV One. If you have I was going to say U- UPN, but I don't think UPN's a thing anymore, right? No, it's a CW. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so check it out because we need to get more brown faces and yeah. brown voices in this space. And, and honestly, the
0: more people that are checking into these things, the, the more movies they're going to make and the better they're going to be.
2: Another great podcast that's about movies is Cinema, Cinema Bun mm-hmm. um, Podcast, which is really great. It's about, they talk about movies, and they're really, really good. Yep. And they're a really great support system to have as well. So check them out, too. Mm-hmm. Hashtag cypod Thank you, NPR. Tri-pod. I love you, Gene, Gene Denby.
0: Anyway. Hey, Gene. Uh, Stop flirting with Gene Denby. I can't
2: help his bae.
0: Ah. bae. <laughs> what was it? Uh? <laughs> Housing segregation. No, housing discrimination. I follow him on Twitter. Um, anyway. No, it's,
2: not. it's Sam Sanders that I'm in love with. Of course.
0: Well, I'm in love with...
2: A stripper? Who
0: does morning edition? <laughs> Damn it. I'm trying to think of other black people. I'm trying to think of a woman of color in NPR. Uh, I don't
2: know. like.
0: I know there's some. Their names are escaping me, though.
2: Me too. I know a lot of I listen to a lot of NPR. There's the one on Code Talk. Code switch? Code switch. Oh,
0: code talk.
2: <laughs> Fuck it. Stop I'm cutting this whole.
0: I'm cutting this whole goddamn Stop thing drinking.
2: out. Stop drinking. Close out, please.
0: Speaking of following people online, you can follow me online, Ashabooty. Uh, How's that spelled, Wilsar?
2: S-C-H-U-B-O-O-T-Y. You
0: just say booty. And you can follow Wilsar at?
2: Call me Wilsar. Call me W-I-L-S-A-R. Mm-hmm. I'm here to listen to you.
0: Uh, anyway hit us up if you have questions comments recommendations uh this is also on you know twitter and instagram you can hit us there facebook's for family you stay away from our facebook's stay away (laughs) goodbye see you on there we will
2: goodbye goodbye no no
0: no, we're not checking out yet
2: we need to it's long (laughs) as always so god be the glory don't gamble if you want to you should it's a big parable out there. It's March Madness. Totally gamble. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> Bye. TTYL. I don't know where
2: I come from. I run from Lagos to London. All the blessings I love I the seizures. They make me, they shout, hallelujah. I say all the blessings I love I the seizures. They make me, they shout, hallelujah. They hold me for ransom because I'm young and I'm rich and I'm handsome. They won't hold me
1: for ransom because I'm young and I'm rich and I'm handsome. Oh, yeah, shake, body. <laughs>